to this week's edition of PopeCast, an English reading of the main spiritual message from the Pope's Wednesday Weekly Audience. Pope Francis, August 10, 2022, Catechesis on Old Age. Dear brothers and sisters, good morning. We are now at the last catechesis dedicated to old age. Today, we enter into the moving intimacy of Jesus's farewell to his followers, amply recounted in the Gospel of John. The parting discourse begins with words of consolation and promise. Let not your hearts be troubled, John 14, 1. When I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. John 14, 3. They are beautiful these words of the Lord. Shortly beforehand, Jesus had said to Peter, you shall follow afterward, John 13, 36, reminding him of the passage through the fragility of his faith. The time of life that remains to his disciples will be inevitably a passage through the fragility of witness and through the challenges of brotherhood. But it will also be a passage through the exciting blessings of faith. He who believes in me will also do the works that I do. Greater works than these he will do. John 14, 12. Think what a promise this is. I do not know if we think it fully, if we believe in it fully. I don't know. At times I think not. Old age is the fitting time for the moving and joyful witness of expectation. The elderly man and woman are waiting waiting for an encounter. In old age, the works of faith, which bring us and others closer to the kingdom of God, are by now beyond the power of the energy, words, and impulses of youth and maturity. But precisely in this way, they make the promise of the true destination of life even more transparent. And what is the true destination of life? A place at the table with God, in the world of God. It would be interesting to see whether in the local churches there's any specific reference intended to revitalize this special ministry of awaiting the Lord. It is a ministry, the ministry of awaiting the Lord, encouraging individual charisms and community qualities of the elderly person. An old age that is consumed in the dejection of missed opportunities brings despondency to oneself and to others. Instead, Old age lived with gentleness, lived with respect of real life, definitively dissolves the misconception of a church that adapts to the worldly condition, thinking that by doing so, it can definitively govern its perfection and fulfillment. When we free ourselves from this presumption, the time of aging that God grants us is already in itself one of those greater works Jesus speaks of. In effect, It is a task that Jesus was not given to fulfill. His death, his resurrection, and his ascent to heaven made it possible for us. Let us remember that time is superior to space. It is the law of initiation. Our life is not made to be wrapped up in itself in an imaginary earthly perfection. It's destined to go beyond through the passage of death. Because death is a passage. Indeed, our stable place, our destination, is not here. It is beside the Lord, where he dwells forever. 
Here on earth, the process of our novitiate begins. We are apprentices of life who, amid a thousand difficulties, learn to appreciate God's gift, honoring the responsibility of sharing it and making it bear fruit for everyone. The time of life on earth is the grace of this passage. The conceit of stopping time, of wanting eternal youth, unlimited well-being, absolute power, is not only impossible, it's delusional. Our existence on earth is the time of the initiation of life. It is life, but one that leads you towards a fuller life, the initiation of the fuller one, a life which finds fulfillment only in God. We are imperfect from the very beginning, and we remain imperfect up to the end. In the fulfillment of God's promise, the relationship is inverted. The space of God, which Jesus prepares for us with the utmost care, is superior to the time of our mortal life. Hence, old age brings closer the hope of this fulfillment. Old age knows definitively by now the meaning of time and the limitations of the place in which we live our initiation. This is why old age is wise. The elderly are wise for this reason. This is why it's credible when it invites us to rejoice in the passing of time. It's not a threat, it's a promise. Old age is noble. It does not need to beautify itself to show its nobility. Perhaps the disguise comes when nobility is lacking. Old age is credible when it invites one to rejoice in the passing of time. But time passes. Yes, but this is not a threat. It's a promise. The old age that rediscovers the depth of the gaze of faith is not conservative by nature, as they say. God's world is an infinite space in which the passage of time no longer carries any weight. And it was precisely at the Last Supper that Jesus projected himself towards this goal when he said to his disciples, I tell you, I shall not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Matthew 26, 29. He went beyond. In our preaching, Paradise is often rightly full of beatitude, of light, of love. Perhaps it lacks a little life. Jesus, in the parables, spoke of the kingdom of God by putting more life into it. Are we no longer capable of this? The life that continues? Dear brothers and sisters, old age lived in the expectation of the Lord can become the fulfilled apologia of faith, which gives grounds for everyone for our hope for all. Because old age renders Jesus' promise transparent, projecting towards the holy city of which the book of Revelation speaks, chapters 21 and 22. Old age is the phase in life most suited to spreading the joyful news that life is the initiation to a final fulfillment. The elderly are a promise, a witness of promise. And the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. It is like the message of elderly believers. The best is yet to come. May God grant us all an old age capable of this. Thank you.